When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Great to have your company on this Thursday morning. It's everyone's a winner Thursday. That's how we roll on a Thursday morning on the morning show on 11.70 a.m. in Sydney, wherever you've got us on the SEN app. Partly cloudy and 29 degrees today for Sydney, or 33, in fact, out in our west. Our last listener standing quiz is a feature of everyone's a winner Thursday. Today, I need you to listen carefully in between now and when we do the quiz, but it's about all sports and all places. So five questions. If you're the last listener standing, I've got a $150 golf box voucher. Thanks to golf box, home of the biggest range of golf's best brands. So $150 voucher at golf box for our last listener standing quiz winner. And I'll give you the cue to call when we're not too far away from that. Now, best listener today on text or on 1300 we'll take home a Signet Boost power bank. It'll keep everything charged 24-7. And what I want you to do today when you text into us, so some people like to put their names in, some like to stay anonymous. That's cool. Why don't you tell me where you're texting from, but also tell me a little bit about your area. Simon from Balgowny, for instance, uh, for instance, was texting us for a long time, I think saying Wollongong, wasn't it, Simon? And then we dug a little bit deeper and got some information about Balgowny. So why don't we do that this morning? Share a little bit about your backyard, where you're texting from, and tell me something I don't know, either about where you're at or where you live. 0457 736 736. Good lineup today. Jaleesa Apps is in Fiji, as you may know. So over there for Channel 7 and, of course, always working at SEN as well. So she's covering the Storm Knights match, which is a great lineup for a pre-season challenge match. And then she'll be off to Fiji. So in about half an hour's time, we'll crank up the international call and we'll get hold of JA. Ryan Harris, a man who made his debut in New Zealand, will be on the line for all the fallout from the opening T20. Did you see this last night? And the way that it finished, I mean, jubilation, incredible scenes for the Australians in Tim David and Mitch Marsh. But what about the Kiwis? They could not believe what happened in that final over and on the final ball. And the vision of the crowd was just extraordinary. They thought they had it done and dusted. So Rhino will have that for us. And Chris Nelson will have all of our race tips as well. Plus, we'll head down south for Saturdays in the Gong co-host Tim Barrow and catch up with Tim. So all that's ahead of us. Let's play some tax-free football, folks. How does that sound? Well, you're going to have to go to Papua New Guinea to do it. And you're going to have to more than likely now be a Port Moresby-based footballer 
to do it because things are starting to change a little bit in this discussion. And the overnight news that came about the tax-free status certainly caught my eye. Now, Peter Volandis is very well known for coming up with um, the, the kind of moves that gets things done. And maybe this is the move that is needed. Now, this is all about the soft diplomacy play and the government support. We've covered this far and wide, and you know my thoughts, regular listeners, about the expansion, possible expansion into Papua New Guinea. If they're going to be our 18th team, we need to know why it's good for the game, not why it's good for the governments, why it's good for the game. Because it's a huge investment, a massive, massive play. Now, originally, we thought they were going to be based out of Cairns. I'll get to that in just a sec, because to me, that's the biggest part of this story. But the headline grabber is tax-free status. So as PVL said, one of the areas that I'll be approaching the government on in order to make it attractive for everyone to go over there, we're going to ask the government that people be given tax-free status. Not bad. So if you're going to go and work over there to encourage you to go to Papua New Guinea, said Peter Volandis, you should earn that money tax-free. And he referenced his racing experience with Hong Kong where they only play, pay 15% tax and it's really hard to have that as competition, obviously. So that's one part of it. The other part is about now thinking of being based full-time in Port Moresby. And we know the troubles that they've had in Papua New Guinea and the unrest recently that saw 26 men killed. Now, this is a real issue here. However, Peter Volandis now believes that having the team permanently based in Port Moresby is likely to be the best option after advice from a senior coach. It's certainly an option to house them in Papua New Guinea. That's not my idea. It's come from a pretty high-profile coach, he said. And he believes, as in that coach believes, if you're going to get the support and engagement in Papua New Guinea, you've got to be based in Papua New Guinea. And Justin Ollum said the same thing. So off the advice of a pretty high-profile coach and Justin Ollum, we're now talking about basing a team entirely in Papua New Guinea and heading up there full-time, plus give you tax-free status. So a couple of questions here. What happens to the salary cap? What on earth goes on there? Because if Papua New Guinea teams are still paying their players the same as other teams, it's instantly worth double, essentially. If you're earning a million dollars, for Papua New Guinea, they're getting that for half price. If you're earning a million dollars playing for paying for uh, playing for the Penrith Panthers, for instance, the tax is going to wipe out half of it. So you're a $500,000 net player. Papua New Guinea can offer you $500,000 and you take the whole lot. So what happens to the salary cap in this situation? And does money buy you safety? What type of players would Papua New Guinea then attract? Because you're looking at families, for instance. So you're talking about shifting there for good. I mean, modern day footballers and professional footballers can make things work. Totally understand that. They could leave their families in Sydney, Brisbane, wherever it be. But this is a, a really big swing around from what we've been talking about previously. One, tax-free status. 
And two, let's base it in Papua New Guinea. Three remains for me the most important question that hasn't been answered. Is it good for the game of rugby league? And is it the right thing for expansion? We haven't got that answer just yet. Let me know your thoughts on that. 0457 736 736. Anthony Seabold has uh, stirred up some trouble on his exit heading over to Las Vegas with the Manly Seagulls. He's called out the Rabbitohs in particular, and we know the history there, for failing to promote the game in Las Vegas because whilst Manly will be based in Vegas from the word go, the other teams are heading off to San Diego. So uh, setting up camp in California and Anthony Seabold had this to say on the way out yesterday. Well, it'd be nice if the Bunnies sort of came and promoted the game in Las Vegas. I mean, one of the reasons why we're going there 11 days beforehand is to promote the game. I think, you know, the NRL have wanted to um, take the game to Las Vegas. So we're doing our job. All our training sessions are open sessions. So supporters, media are more than welcome to come to all of our sessions. Um, we've got a number of corporates and, and supporters and members that are coming across. So we want to do the right thing by the game. We want to go there. As I said, we've come up with a really good strategy to minimise any distractions, uh, but we also want to give the guys a life experience. They're adults, and we're going to treat them like adults. So a couple of things there, uh, the little swipe, you know, it'd be nice if the Bunnies came and promoted the game in Las Vegas, but then also saying they're adults. And, you know, because everyone's saying, well, if you take the players there a week early, you're destined for trouble. That's on the players. And it's good to hear that somebody is referring to them as adults because that's exactly what they are. So take them over there. If they um, find trouble, that is on them. But, but should all teams be based in Vegas? There's only four teams going. This is promotion, promotion, promotion. This is the first year of a five-year plan. They'll all be there in the end. We know that. Does it matter? Does it really matter that they're in San Diego, the Seagulls decided to go to Vegas? I know which way I'd go. I'd go straight to the end destination. But there's training facilities and there's all sorts of stuff that come into play. But let me ask you this, and we've kind of had this problem along the way. If State of Origin's being played in Melbourne, as it is this year, and the Blues in Queensland go and set up in Adelaide and then rock into town, is that good for the promotion of the game? Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. There are some variables in this. However... At the end of the day, and we've said it constantly on this program, at the end of the day, the coaches, and as much as Anthony Seabold's talking about promotion of the game, he's there to win a footy game. Really, that's what his focus is. So that's a little bit of white noise around that yesterday and a little bit perhaps of a, of a, of a slap down on his way out because they're there to get those two points. So they'll do whatever it takes to make sure that when the, when the whistle blows on these matches that it's all about the two points. And let's not re- forget, the Rabbitohs missed out by two points last year. Manly missed out on the top eight by three points last year. You drop one game here or there throughout the season because of whatever reason, and there's a fair chance that your job as coach will be on the line and your team misses out on the top eight. So that's the fine line that you've got to balance here. There's a promotion of the game and a responsibility of the game. Absolutely. Because it is all about promotion at the end of the day. However, they're only thinking about the two points once it gets down to it. And so on that front, you can go wherever the heck you like as long as you get the job done 
afterwards. Re-signing news, Braden Hamlin-Ueli is locked in for Cronulla until the end of 2026. Adam Reynolds' new contract with the Brisbane Broncos. Um, boy, they are signing up well, aren't they? They're, they're managing to make sure that they're keeping all of these core players. And, of course, we're talking about a man who'll turn 34 this year, but he'll be signed until the end of 2025. In cricket, that T20 match, Tim David hits a boundary on the final ball as Australia chases down three for 215 for a six-wicket win. There were runs to be had there. Nobody failed, really, with the bat. David thumped Tim Southey to the mid-wicket boundary as Australia wins that opener in the T20 series, and they'll now head off to Auckland. Captain Mitchell Marsh, 72 off 44. Normally, we'd be standing here saying, what about Mitch Marsh last night? But, hey, what about Tim David last night? What makes a kind of player like Tim David? I'll speak to Ryan Harris about that because they're very, very rare. We've got a lot of superstars, a lot of players with incredible power and can do all sorts of things in the game. But Tim David is one out of the box, and he did that last night. Born and raised in Singapore, has made his home, obviously, in the Australian colours. And he wins the match for Australia last night. You wonder what the bowling department in New Zealand and the coaches and those that were um, watching that last over unfold were thinking. 0457 736 736. By the way, folks, I just gave you a huge clue for the last listener standing quiz. A big clue. <laughs> Jeremy says, uh, hi, Seeds. Who did the promo video explaining the rules to the Americans? Good point. Good point, Jeremy. And maybe Souths are promoting the game in San Diego. Is that a bad thing? That's exactly right. Like I say to you, doesn't matter in your opinion. A little bit of a slap down there, but you're right. Russell Crowe did the promo video explaining the rules to the Americans. And they'll all end up in the same spot, obviously, and especially there for the fan day. So it's how you get there, what you do on the way. Is it is it a fair comment to make or not in your opinion? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is my open line number. So that's the schedule today, folks. Our last listener standing quiz coming up a little bit later. Make sure you stay tuned. I've got a $150 Golf Box voucher to give away. Thanks to Golf Box, home of the biggest range of golf's best brands.